always grew up knowing hair was important. Uh, I didn't start doing hair until I had a son and I used to put little lokes in his hair and put beads in his hair. I, I love that you mentioned on the porch. That is where we did hair and our grandmama screened in porch. But I do remember getting my scalp grease, getting hair pressed. It was usually Saturday because you have to be fresh for Sunday. One of the worst things you can do to a black person, African-American person, is touch their hair, especially without asking. Especially the petting. And it's an official campaign of the Crown Act led by the Crown Coalition. Now they're doing this because black women are 1.5 times more likely to be sent home from the workplace because of their hair. What are the cultural traditions of black hair care and why do they matter? Touching our hair, what's the big deal? What's the Crown Act and how's it affected by cultural appropriation? We'll explore these questions and more on GRIT. Getting real, immersed in truth. the grit podcast getting real immersed in truth intersecting hard conversations with the gospel we seek and speak the truth about what's going on around us i'm your host Fabrina Rettle. today we're going to talk about black hair and its traditions and heritage form of expression care and natural hair in the workplace my guests are uh, two wonderful beautiful women uh, i have corinthia Fisher. She is actually my uh, hairstylist, my personal hairstylist. I also have Angela Gigi Pillow, and Gigi's been on before, her and her husband. But I just want to welcome you ladies, and thanks for joining me in this conversation today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so why don't you all just tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Corinthia Fisher. I have been licensed and doing hair for five years now. I always grew up knowing hair was important. I didn't start doing hair until I had a son and I used to put little lokes in his hair and put beads in his hair. And then I met my husband and I started braiding and then I started braiding other people's hair. So I think I was about 19. I started doing people, braiding people's hair out of my house and took a long time, but I went to school and got my license and I've been having it for five years now. So it's been about over 20 years for me now. I work at, I used to work at Get It Done Right Here Salon where I first started. We just recently got our own shop last month. It's called Fisher's Beauty and Barber, 1362 South 33rd Street. So my husband and I are there. My husband is a barber and me and Mr. Tyrone are cosmetologists in there. We got some open seats for whoever wants them, but. (laughs) Y'all heard it. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Gigi, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I'm Angela Pillow. I do braids, exclusively braids. I also can do extensions and weaves, but I have been doing hair for about 26 years. I am a mother of five children, uh, three boys, two girls. 
And my oldest is 26, which is when I started doing hair, which <laughs> makes it easy for me to remember how long I've been doing it. My youngest. <laughs> and those are the two girls. All the boys are in between. I started doing hair because I had a daughter and I was inspired mostly by my baby pictures. I am the second of four. My sister's hair and all of them little pictures it looked cute. I, my mom could not do hair. And so she did her best, which mothers, that's what we do. So that's one of the things that inspired me to start doing hair. I've always done out of my house. I messed up a lot of heads to get what I would say is good. You know, we I do a pretty good job. I love doing it. I do it for art. I do it for ministry. But one day, uh, about two years ago, a young lady, I did her hair and then she went in for her hair interview to um, work at a salon and she was asked who did her hair and then that's how I got interviewed and then I started doing hair professionally without a license, which is uh, legal in the state of Nebraska. I'm not sure when that happened, but it has been a blessing for me. I've always prayed to kind of get what I'm worth. I, I like blessing people. So I've always done hair at a very decent rate and, you know, kind of according to what you can pay, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it really, it wasn't really worth it to spend hours and then get, you know, $25 sometimes. So yeah, I love doing hair. I've been doing hair for 26 years and perfect or in a salon at for about two years. I'm currently at Zen salon which is on 27th and O, so it's 2709 o street it is right upstairs next to oasis so i also teach refit and think there so they have a salon and physical wellness but i love uh, the people i work with and i love being there it's been a blessing okay well thank you both now i just want to clarify it's legal in Nebraska to braid hair without a license, but if you are doing all types, including chemicals, then you must have a license. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's let's just get started. Let's talk about black hair and its traditions and heritage. And before we started recording, we were talking about you know when you're little and you remember sitting either on the porch. Okay, wait, first of all, let's talk about wash day. And we call it day because it's almost it's a day, day. Yeah. <laughs> to wash, condition, yes. and take care of your hair because it takes a very long time to do. <laughs> and I don't remember, I don't remember, I don't remember a, a blow dryer. Right. When I was little, it, yeah, we didn't do that either. Mm -mm. Well, I remember I that's what made it long. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, what else I remember, I remember sometimes my mom would, she would braid half my head. <laughs> so She'd be like, I finished the rest of it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I have things to do. Yeah. So yes, the combing out and the brushing and the oiling of your scalp because yes. our scalp is naturally dry. So mm -hmm. uh, we have to add oils. And I'm going to let y'all tell about all that good stuff, you know, on the <laughs> part. But I just kind of wanted to talk about when, when you're a little kid and, and most of us uh, Black women have had the 
experience of when mama's washing your hair or whoever is washing your hair and how it takes a long time to get everything done and you're sitting either on the porch and a chair and are doing it outside or you're sitting for, uh, for me sometimes my mom was on the couch and i'm sitting between her knees and she combing it out what were you yeah. gonna say Gigi? i just have to bring up that color purple scene we all seen the the hair combing yeah. The kitchen, yeah, and, yep. <laughs> and, and that's it's how, true. <laughs> that's how we grew up. Um, but I did grow up in Mobile, Alabama, and I, I love that you mentioned on the porch. That is where we did hair, and mm -hmm. our grandmama's porch had a screen, screened in porch. But I do remember getting my scalp grease, <laughs> get hair pressed. It was usually Saturday because you had to be fresh for Sunday. Sunday yes. Right? Yes, for Sunday <laughs> for Sunday church, right? <laughs> the moment in our family. So uh, I got a question. You just said that you you got it pressed, but you were on the porch. So did she have a portable stove? The the one that you plug in that you the set the comb in. Correct. That would be the plug in, mm -hmm. um, or mostly in the kitchen on the the gas, gas stove. That's what, that's what we lady. did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I remember that too. Okay, so let's talk about that then. Let's talk about that that heritage of the washing, the either braiding or the little yes. ponies, the little ponytails with what are those things called? Ball balls. Yes, the little balls out on top. It was like a little rubber band thing, and then it had the colorful little balls, and yes. that was always fun. Or ribbons when they put ribbons in your hair. That was Easter. Yes, that's Easter. Only Easter. We called them clucker balls. We from and everybody got the tin can with all your hair, right? Clucker balls and beads. Yep, everything. Beads. Uh huh. Now I have a school picture from third grade where my sister and I our hair is braided, and we have a piece of aluminum foil on the tip with the beads. Right, that's that picture with the aluminum foil on the ends, on the tips of each of them braids. Remember the yarn? The yarn yeah. ribbon. Yes, yeah. they looked like at the end they had like like shoestring animals. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all different colors, mostly pastels. That's what I remember. Yep. You got to pick your colors based on what, it, what your dress you were going to wear. Right, right. With the mask. Socks with the bow on the, and the ruffles on the, the socks. Ruffles, right, right, right. <laughs> mm -hmm, yep. Yeah, I remember one year, I think Savannah was eight or nine, and we went to uh, Disney World and we went in to visit, you know, they meet the princesses or whatever, and we met, what is her name? Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she could not get over Savannah's hair. She said, Oh, I love these little dew drops in your hair. <laughs> She <laughs> called them the little the little balls Ball -ball. out all different colors. She yeah. called them few drops. <laughs> she thought they were so pretty. <laughs> oh. well, I thought that was so creative. I said she called them dew drops. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. That's another thing we we need to talk about. Let me add that because that was a and that was a positive moment of Savannah's hair. Someone saying something about her hair, but there are negative experiences 
that just about all of us have had, depending on Mm -hmm. how we wear our hair. And one of the worst things you can do to a Black person, African-American person, is touch their hair. Mm -hmm. Especially without asking. Mm -hmm. Especially the petting. You, right. Like, what? That's the thing. That's the thing. Okay. okay. So, you know, Satchel wears a fro. Yeah. Fro, and people all the time will come up to him and on the top of his head and ooh, mm-hmm. that is boils his blood. And mm-hmm. it boils my blood too, you know, when I'm present because, you know, we're not pets. Yeah. We're not dogs. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be pet. <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. all surprised. It's so soft. They're always that. <laughs> it's so soft. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I get the I get the interest and in, you know the texture. It's just it's a for all of you all out there who don't know. It's quite offensive. <laughs> yeah, it is quite offensive because mm-hmm. we are not animals. We are humans. Mm-hmm. To treat us in such a way is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's disrespectful. So I would say if you have the urge, hold your urge. Right. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> because it no, yeah, because some people get really, really upset and they will not be polite about it. So you want to be very careful. And then if right. someone if you do ask and someone says, I'd, I'd rather you not, don't get offended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's the same thing as uh, what people say about a pregnant woman and people walk up to her and touch her yeah. stomach. No, rubber stomach, right? Yeah, just going up there, touching on her. It's it's a proximity mm-hmm. thing. It's space. It's like be respectful yeah. of another person's space. Right. Oh, I'm glad I remembered that. Because <laughs> <laughs> something I wanted to bring up. I remember we were in um, a restaurant on New Year's Eve and the manager, you know, she comes over and checks checks on you, put her hand yeah. on his head. And I was like, okay, we don't do that. <laughs> you know, and he was like, you know, he could barely enjoy his meal. He was so upset, you know, like, mm-hmm. really? Like, I can't, I can't even go. And, you know, and for him, he's like, she's a grown woman. Cause, you know, right. he did it at school, you know, he's 17. And he said that people would just walk by him and just touch his head and keep walking. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, just so, so now everyone who's listening now, you know, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the ways in which we can wear our hair because I think it was in the like, late 70s. Okay, we know that. Okay, so so we had. Okay, let's start with Madam C.J. Walker. <laughs> she was mm. trying to pass us out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And she became a millionaire, helping a sister out, you know, mm-hmm. with hair care, hair products. And because it has always been, the more coarse your hair is, the less palatable it is for other people. So yeah. that means it's kind of, they see it as wild, or as you, you stated earlier, a Gigi nappy. would see it as, yes, nappy, or like a, yeah. it's in a natural form. So then we... We tried things to make it more acceptable. Yeah, Mm -hmm. manageable, more acceptable. So let's talk about some of those things. And I'm not sure exactly when it started, but when you started kind of getting it flat. So let's talk about that. Like, I don't know when the relaxers came out, but I do know we started hot pressing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So, well, I'm younger than you guys. So (laughs) I remember when I was younger in my nine, 10 years old, my sister used to braid my hair and she used to be there for hours. She used to get beads from school, like craft beads from school. And she used to braid my hair really small. She, She used to beat my hair up. The older that she got, the less she used to do my hair, the less she used to be around. So my mom used to um, press it with the hot comb. So that was great. I loved it because I like to slick my hair up. I had really nice waves and nice little curls and I would, you know, be able to do stuff with my hair. And then eventually one day my mom just put a relax, uh, just for me in there. I think I was 11 and I loved it. But the week my mom did it, my sister was gone somewhere. She must have she must have got in trouble or ran away or something. (laughs) She (laughs) my mom put the just for me in my hair. And the next week, I remember my sister coming back and she had to cut off a lot of my hair. Mm. So that was very sad, but it was still very nice. I like to be able to touch my scalp and to be able to do stuff with my hair. So that was a plus and a negative. Got my hair cut off. (laughs) And then I played in my hair a lot more. And then it was harder to not put the relaxer in because of the new growth. So it was very hard transition. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was happy because I just never knew my hair could be that straight. But the breakage and all the years to come. (laughs) Got on that that creamy crack and I couldn't get off. (laughs) And that does happen. Yeah, how we went from like the flat iron and then in the 60s and 70s with black empowerment and actually loving ourselves, teaching us to love ourselves, we started going more uh, natural. And I remember my mother mm-hmm. had a, a huge fro. If we lost her in the store, all we had to do was look for the fro. <laughs> we found her. <laughs> and she said when she was younger, you know, she's a light complected woman. And she said that people would mistake her for Angela Davis. And wow. yeah, she took that as a compliment, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah she said, because that was their way of expressing themselves and expressing acceptance of themselves. And so it's kind of like we we kind of, it's cyclical. We kind of go through that back and forth where yeah. you do something to uh, satisfy someone else. And then you're like, you know what? I'm going I'm to do something for me. But yeah, Angela. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I have a picture of my mom with a huge afro as well. So I was born in 73. That's 47 long years. Uh, (laughs) I I love that we literally have endless possibilities of things that we can our hair and we do them. So Mm -hmm. I being born in the 70s, I actually have an auntie that's very beautiful and she is on a advertisement like something like this but it was for a pic it was a pic picture of her on the background of this so aunt jean was a model when she was younger and she is on the cover of a pic advertisement but then so growing up i did get to experience the jerry curl years oh Um, that came next yeah so (laughs) around when i was little my uncle had an afro my mom had a boyfriend 
one time they had this huge afro when afros really were not in style and so it looks <laughs> like they came back around but i remember in sixth grade jerry curl everybody wanted a jerry curl mm-hmm. and then there was and so my sister got one first and her hair was long and luxurious now the key to keeping your jerry curl and growing your hair with that is what the corinthia more juice yeah more <laughs> So, what was it called? Soul Glow and uh, Coming to America? <laughs> yeah. The first uh, Coming to America? <laughs> they left the spots because that's real. We are. <laughs> yes, it, it left oil spots wherever you were, wherever you went. So if you were sitting Every- on a bus and you turned your head and your head touched the window, <laughs> it left a little curly mm-hmm. spots. <laughs> And everybody remembers uh, seeing the one people that would have it dripping. Mm. Like every they were over moisturized. So, so I went through that phase and seeing that. And then we also did the natural of uh, braiding, which is now coming back. I, her mullets are back. Wow. Yeah, I see that too. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like uh, a nice mullet. Yeah. I like it too. Remember the tail? The, yes. uh, oh my goodness. Yes. That was like eighties. Yeah. My husband had a tail too. And, and so we went through that, and I don't know if y'all remember, you might not remember this, but JJ Fad and MC Light, when we used to have the mushroom yes. type, mm-hmm. we was pressing it and doing, and again, it was just about convenience and mm-hmm. um, expression. Just yeah, expression and mm-hmm. the silkiness of it. And for men in hip hop, they became very creative. And they're yeah. barbering with flat the top. Flat top. Yeah. The Gumby. Gumby. <laughs> Say that again, Corinthia. The Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the side, they would have those side yep, the uh, lines. The lines. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> At one point, the middle part, they had the middle part in the middle. I see that waves. People are doing their waves again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm just loving right. the new versatile of yeah. men and women. Today's Black-owned business shout-out goes to Perfectly Posh consultant Raquel Edmonds. Perfectly Posh is a pampering skincare line made with naturally-based ingredients. The products range from hand creams, lip balms, face creams, hair care, bath balms, soaps, and salts. They also have men's products. If your skin needs a little pampering, she is the one to go to for a one-stop shop. Check out her site at RaquelEdmonds.po. Dot sh. The link will be in the show notes. Yeah, so we went through, first we were, you know, straightening it with the hot comb, which if some of y'all don't know, like we said earlier, you stand by the stove. That's how we did it. And mm-hmm. you put this cone, it's a, it's a iron type cone on the stove. You let it heat, it gets hot and you pick it up by the handle and you just a uh, part at a time. Oh, that's right. You got to blow on Close it. To get right. the blow. Remember that you got to blow on it to kind of cool it you down. You get up closer. And you get close yeah. to the scalp as you yeah. can and then <laughs> pull it all the way through. And I remember my mom used to always say, your, your hair holds heat. And that means right. it was hot, hot on her yeah. hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The smoke would literally come mm-hmm. back on her hair. My yeah. daughter yeah. hair holds heat as well. But yeah, I remember but those. They sit there. Yes. They're called press now. 
That's what I yes. heard. Silk press. Silk print. Yeah, that was before flat irons. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. Everything that go around come right, come right back. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just call it something different. So then from that, it was like relaxers, which, like you said, Corinthia, those can cause damage. And, and the only mm-hmm. way to go transition back to your natural hair is to cut that relaxer out, which they mm-hmm. call it a big chop. As yes. we're cutting it all the way down so it can start fresh and grow again in its natural form. And then we talked about how the braids were a thing. Now, this is something that I remember growing up when, okay, so I'm older than all of y'all. <laughs> I was you is, you 1967, is. and I remember Bo Derek in the movie Ten. Yes, how she made those braids with beads so famous. Whereas we already had peaches from Peaches and Herb. <laughs> she oh, right. already, we she already had her that. in our culture where she had yeah. those braids with the bees. And I remember, yeah. I remember a conversation my mom was having with her friend and saying how now that Bo Derek is wearing it every, you know, it's all popular, but Peaches has been wearing this for years and, you know, mm. nobody ever said anything. And so. Rick mm. James. Rick James, Rick James. <laughs> had beads all the way up. Yeah, so I would say both. You know, that was weave, but anyway. Say that again? I said that was weave, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's wig. when it wasn't, that was when it wasn't wig. as yeah, common wig. for everyday people. That's when celebrities, they pretty much did that. The wigs yeah. and the weaves and that stuff. But I would say yeah. Bo Derek is a cultural appropriation. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> If she do it, it's good. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so from there, you know, the braids and the beads and all that stuff. And then that's when we went into the jerry curl. And the jerry curl is also a chemical. And then you put the perm rods in yes. and neutralize it to stay in that particular curl. Because I remember I had one too. And that was a challenge just to make sure that you didn't have it that was you know, dripping on your clothes. That's what I didn't like. But that's when my hair was in really good condition. I remember that. It was in good condition. It was growing. When I yes. It grows really good with that. Mm-hmm. Because and not- it, it seeks moisture. So you're always putting it in there. So mm-hmm. it's going to grow. It's going to flourish. Mm-hmm. And y'all remember the finger waves now. Oh, that's right. Yes. Pearls and the finger waves. And yes. Um, I just happened to see Malcolm X a couple of weeks ago when he and Spike Lee had put the lie in their hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was in a bathroom. <laughs> he said, get it out, man, get it out. <laughs> he felt the burn. Yes. Yes, I remember that. And you, so you always want to be careful when you know you about to get a new, when you about to redo the new growth, you want to make sure you're not scratching your hair. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I love it when I'm in the public and I see women wearing braids and they be patting that head. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Don't Don't dig up in there, girl. That means it's kind of itchy, but we don't want to disturb it. (laughs) Right. Right. So we just pat. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So now we are once again going back around. Uh, yeah. To, once again, the natural hair and uh, what we now call silk press is what we used to do with the hot comb. And yes. uh, so we're kind of going back in, in the circle. Mm-hmm. And uh, but now there's a lot of natural 
a lot of natural care, which we also call protective styles. So explain, yeah. explain a protective style. <laughs> right. So a protective style, I, I do mostly braids. Uh, typically, even young men, they just come and get braids, but it still is a protective style instead of it um, being open and free. It's usually braided or tucked in, or I don't know if there's, there's probably an actual definition for protective style, but we're saying the definition is the name of it. Mm -hmm. You're protecting your hair. It's a nice opportunity to do a protective style when you get a fresh trim, which is like every six weeks, right? Corinthia. Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) When you have a protective style, the nice thing is you still want to keep it moisturized. You still want to women cover it at night. I go to a camp in the summer where it's called Kids Across America. And there's women from Texas, Florida, all over. And when we are in our cabin at night, every last one of us from all these different states and different parts of the world got a a cap on at night. Mm -hmm. Um, I've even had conversations with women that are shocked when we talked about how people approach us and want to touch our hair you you have a different way to respond to people doing that now i choose to educate people rather than be upset or angry you know and i do let them know now if it would have been my sister (laughs) but i'm just gonna let you know you know this is I'm, I'm a person, you know, you don't just approach people and put your hands in their head like but different cultures, different ethnicities have different ways of living. And they something that they see every day, like if we went into an home, we might be curious about several things in their home, but I wouldn't just touch it. You want to know. And so we should ask and educate each other uh, gently even. And so just thinking about people that don't know these things, sometimes it's not their fault. So I just think it's it's uh, important to gently let them know and educate them and educate each other. But I do see part of what we do, like when we wear the Afro, like back in the days, there was a pick with a fist. Do you remember? My son has one of those. Right. So that's kind of a movement as well. And it was kind of stating several things that you're this is who I am and I'm proud of this. And and, and we still and I never did. I'm not going to lie. I never did like it when people just keep their pick in their head. (laughs) I'm thinking about doing it, but I'm keep this pick here just (laughs) fixing it all the time. But I. Just recently, I walked into Oasis Barber and this gentleman had this beautiful, huge afro and it was shaped so well. And I just love that it expressed his talent of the barber. And then the young man looked so nice. And some of these stigmatisms that we put on a hairstyle, even black people are, you know, we own them as well. I have a young man that came to get his hair braided, but he has an interview to get into a master's program. So long story short, his father is not excited about him wearing braids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he would have to start all over, cut his hair off if he please his father. The good news is his interview is through Zoom now. So we are able to get away with doing a nice, neat braiding style. But I'm just letting you know, like we 
as black people also are like, oh, don't go in there with braids because this is your inner, you know, you need to represent. And, you know, we even put labels on uh, certain styles and even some of the movies that we see where certain hairstyles, we've made it in mm-hmm. our this at news because they have dreads. So I'm sure they get high, you know, we yeah. those kind of things sometimes. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, a lot of those stigmatisms that we put on ourselves came from someplace else. And, and that's, yeah. that's the issue is that we take ownership of what someone put on us. And mm. that is one of the reasons, because I was going to uh, talk about this. There's something it's called the Crown Act. And basically, the Crown Act is to hinder discrimination based on how you wear your hair. So it's interesting when you were saying, because that's probably what the father is thinking, because if he's old school, he's like, OK, they are not going to appreciate you wearing braids mm-hmm. and it's going to give them a message of who you are that is incorrect. And mm-hmm. that is because that has been the case and still is the case in many instances. And the crown crown stands for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. And it's an official campaign of the Crown Act led by the Crown Coalition. And um, you can go to their website, thecrownact.com. But basically they said that uh, they are ending hair discrimination. The Crown Act was created in 2019 by Dove and the Crown Crown Coalition to ensure protection against discrimination based on race-based hairstyles by extending statutory protection to hair texture and protective styles, such as braids, locks, twists, and knots in the workplace and in public schools. Now they're doing this because it also says on their side that black women are 1.5 times more likely to be sent home from the workplace because of their hair. And black women are 80% more likely than white women to agree with the statement that I have to change my hair and its natural state to fit in at the office. And I know there's been also, I've seen a couple of videos about little girls who were challenged mm-hmm. at school because of the way they wear their hair. And even when I was in the military, before they changed uh, their policy on hair, there was a certain way you had to wear your braids and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. your, the way your headgear had to fit on your head if you wore your braids and that sort of thing. Certain types of braids you had to wear. Yes. For and us. Yeah, for us, when you go out to the field, you want to get braids because if you're out there for five days straight or whatever, you are getting up at all hours of the night because you're you're pulling missions and duty. You don't have time to, to mess with your hair. So you want the quickest way to be able to get your job done and also be able to take care of your physical appearance because once again, presentation is key also in the military, how you present yourself. So yeah. So that is a movement now about hair discrimination in the workplace and schools. And there are eight states uh, that have passed the Crown Act that were as a law. It's California, New York, New Jersey, Virginia, Colorado, Washington, Maryland, and Connecticut. And I know. Well, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, but that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. And I know Nebraska, we had something on the table and legislator before, and it's LB1060, include hair textures and protective hairstyles within the definition of race under the Nebraska Fair Employment Practice Act. And it went to a certain point, but it was not passed. 
And I think they're going to uh, try to bring it up again. But yeah, I have here a quote from Governor Ricketts that he said that the bill covers features based on mutable hair characteristics that are not attributable to one racial group. While hair type is immutable characteristic, hairstyles can be easily changed. Additionally, the hairstyles named in the bill, locks, braids, and twists, are not exclusively worn by one race. True. That's true. However... <laughs> one one race dominates that's right and once again this is that's cultural appropriation mm-hmm. that one that other races that are wearing that hairstyle we wear it based on our texture mm-hmm. convenience and yes mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. that for them it's more i want to uh, look like this yeah, it's harder for them to, for people with softer textures, straight hair, it's so hard to get dreads. I mean, it's, it's work, it's work, work, work. So they have to really want it. And, you know, it has to be really, you know, something that they, they're going to keep up with because it's, it's work. But yes. for us, we can twist it up and like That's the free form, you just. That's their lots. Yeah. Girls like that. Yes, it's Senator Michaela Kavanaugh is the person who had sponsored uh, the bill. But yeah, we are, that is one thing about the texture of our hair. As I think you said, Angela, that you like to do it as an art form. And Mm -hmm. because you could do a lot and it stays, it just stays. Mm -hmm. And so that is a thing about the texture of our hair. It's, it may be coarse, and sometimes it may be difficult to work with, and other times it is not difficult to work with. It's very easy and pliable to put it in uh, particular styles. Now, there's mm-hmm. a book that I have, and I, sh- I showed, I actually got one for um, Corinthia, and it's called Glory. And um, I'm going to go ahead and put that link in the show notes. But that book has... It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It has so many styles in it that... Mm are art form and just beautiful braids and curls and and the braids are up and over it looks like mm-hmm. a crown and right yeah it, it's a really neat thing it's a beautiful thing but, I love, and i love that we have a crown act going around and hopefully it uh, does start spreading and going to more than eight states but i'm thinking i mean it's really sad that we have to have that exactly Uh, i do think we do need to be wise so if you do work in food don't don't have an afro like don't have your hair you know so I, i think when it comes to working if it's something safety or health related you just need to be wise it's not time for you to make a statement and try to fight when you're working with food and people don't want to catch hair in their food because that's a, a potential lawsuit, you know, you just need yeah. to be. And if you work in a place where there's machines and things twisting, I still recall being in shop class and a young man with long hair got too close to the spinning wheel and uh, the tire patch straight from the scalp just appeared mm-hmm. in a matter of a, less than a second. And he, it ne- to my knowledge, all through high school, that never grew back. So I, he like ripped the follicle out and, you know, mm-hmm. the, 
So, you know, we just want to be wise, but thinking of real quick, just the young man that is about to um, apply to get into a graduate school. This young man is so sharp that I'm, I'm going to say this when they meet him and talk to him, he could have spiked hair that's purple and they, they had, they would be crazy to not get this gentleman in their program. This dude is so sharp. So I, I really do hope that eventually the things like the Crown Act start letting people know just because I have braids does not mm -hmm. mean I literally, it, this is what I call workout hair. I got to get up and work out. How did I want to yeah. get better physically? So that's what I'm doing. You know, it, it is sad that we have to explain ourselves, but I'm really grateful that we have an act like that. It's just sad that we have to do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's the point. And and as any any work job that you're in, you do follow you have to follow the guidelines of whatever the work. So if you're in the if you're in the restaurant a business or food industry, they have certain rules you have to follow. So you you yeah. have to put the the hairnet on or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in a job that you your hair can't be long and hanging or it or it could be a danger, you have to put your hair up. So mm -hmm. it's like you do have to follow the guidelines, but as far as just your regular appearance, that should not determine whether or not you get a job because no. I don't like the way your hair looks. And yeah. I, I noticed that in journalism, there's uh, women who feel they cannot wear their hair natural, that they have to wear it straight or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. because that is seen as uh, more palatable. So... Yeah, it's just a, being able to accept people for uh, who they are and where, where they are. And as long as they are bringing themselves to the table and mm -hmm. they know how to handle their business and take care of their business and to do what you're supposed to solidify your professionalism. Yeah, I don't think that locks should be a, a determining factor whether or not I want to give this person a job. He wears locks, yeah. I don't like that. So when in school, we talked about the shape of the face, the, you know, the forehead, the eyes, if somebody will be looking look nice with bangs or short mm -hmm. hair or longer hair or curly hair and like the shape of the head. And we talked about, you know, all these things that would, you know, make somebody's their hair would coincide with their facial features and stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's so that's just sad that we have to think about that. Then we have to think about what somebody will accept. Then we have to think about what we really like. <laughs> then we have to think about what we can pay for. Can we pay for a haircut every two weeks? Or mm -hmm. can we dread it up and do it ourselves or have our, you know, family member braid our hair or, you know, like what we going to do? That's it's it's a big task to try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot to have to go get your hair done and put weave in it and pay for that weave all the time. Or can you just do it at your own house? And can you do your own relaxer? Or do you have to go get your relaxer done? And can you maintain it? And I mean, it's just money, money, time, you know, and money. <laughs> and it's just frustrating that we have to really try to juggle that. Right. It, mm -hmm. it makes no sense. I have four boys and one of my boys, he has a lump on top of his head. So 
he vows to never cut his hair again. And then I have another boy who just wants to grow his hair out. Another boy who just wants to keep his hair short. You know, it's just all different. And they're lucky that their their parents do hair, but that will be a pretty high bill for everything that everybody wants. Right. You know, and we be all wrapped around here with dreads in our head. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if we didn't do hair, mm-hmm. I cut hair. That, like there are families that all have the, every single family member has dreads, but I'm blown away at how every single head is so different and their head circumference is different. Yep, I'm yep. going to just tell you right now, there's some people with cute little peanut heads and I love them because you just be done. You yeah. Be done. yeah. <laughs> there's some people in that back bottom row. When you're doing them box break, nine, you heard me? <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, wow, usually people get full or in the back, but, but I'm still blown away at how different, and, but it's beautiful. It's really yeah. beautiful. I love it. It's just, yeah. all right. We, everybody's different and you do need to yeah. do the math. What you're going to yeah. do? Cause I still remember the day that my mom turned it over to us mm-hmm. and maybe around the age of, 12 maybe i mean that's usually the age of accountability anyway she said now you can do your own hair yep Mm -hmm. we had different styles when i was little anyway i remember the one there was it was my favorite too it was a circle and and that parting it can be a lot but yeah it perfect circle on the top the beehive. Well, mm-hmm. no, it was it was my hair in one ponytail and then the rest down like a mushroom. Everything mm-hmm. else down. And that that was actually a style. But what I think about it now, like that would not be cute. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> and and I mentioned what's cute to one person might yeah. not be. So sometimes the person yeah. that wants that hairstyle, they want it that way for whatever reason. But nobody yeah. else thinks it's a good style on them. But right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yourself how you want to and there's yeah. it, endless possibilities and so i do think that it's sad that we have put a label on certain hairstyles mm-hmm. isn't it nice to be in a salon and meet like i have met the most interesting people yes and every <clears throat> only every now and then a person wants a style that i really don't want to do like one i've had to put blue like red, white, and blue. I did that on your braids because it was the, for the 4th of July. But somebody wanted some beads on their on their beard. <laughs> and hey, that's what you want. <laughs> but it's, it's very interesting how people want to express, express themselves. But when I met that man, it was perfect for him. I mm-hmm. see why you wanted some green extensions on your beard because you... <laughs> are hilarious you're fun <laughs> and this matches you very well so well i want to talk I, about let's um, do it before we wrap it up i want to talk about well, one we're gonna talk about when you at night <laughs> you have to sleep with either a bonnet uh satin uh satin pillowcase you, you have to have something uh soft so that it doesn't mm-hmm. uh snag and pull your hair out and then for mothers of 
brown children. So if you have adopted a child uh, or you have a, a biracial, multi-ethnic child and the hair care, taking care of their hair. So I, this has happened to me before. I remember one time I didn't, I couldn't, we couldn't get in to Corinthia and Savannah had some event at night and she wanted to go get her hair flat ironed real fast. She said real fast, but as we know, Savannah's hair is not real fast. <laughs> Nah. And so I was calling different salons and asking if they did ethnic hair. And one said yes. And so I dropped her off. I went to go pick her up. I, I, it looked like they, they barely did anything. They just knocked out a little bit of the curl. I had to oh. go back in there and tell them, okay, this is not a flat iron. If you do not know how to do it, when a person calls, don't tell them that you do. Mm -hmm. And I literally came, I went home, redid it myself, took her back to that salon and told them, showed them the ed, the, the close to the scalp because it was very mm -hmm. still curly at the scalp. And I said, you see this? This is what it should look like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get up there. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's like, if you cannot get it straight, do not say you can do ethnic hair. And then mm -hmm. also for uh, mothers of uh, brown children, if uh, you adopt or, or you're not accustomed to their hair, do take them to a salon. Do not take them to a salon that tells you they have to have all their hair cut off. Unless mm -hmm. it is so packed that they can't get to it. But I have, and Savannah's hair is soft in comparison. And I remember I went someplace who said that they could do ethnic hair care. And they, they saw her hair and they said, oh, you just have to cut that off. And I said, yeah, I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> and that's wow. what I, I know better. But for yeah. someone who doesn't know better, uh, to yeah. be honest with you, it's lazy. They don't want to have to yeah. deal with it. Either they don't want to have to deal with it or they don't know how. <clears throat> if they don't know how, you are not at the correct salon. And mm. so I, I tell people, I carry with <laughs> cards with me. And if I see a little girl, <laughs> if mm -hmm. I see a baby out there that's, you know, looking a little, I will mm -hmm. go give a card because I'm like, okay, this mama needs some help. <laughs> well, a lot of people think, a lot of people think a lot of those styles and a lot of things are impossible. Right. Nothing is yeah. impossible. Nothing. Nothing. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, you just have nothing to nothing right is place. impossible. Yeah, now, I, know, I know it takes a lot of time and money to be able to go to the salon and get it done. But I mean, we I know for a fact, me and Gigi, our heart is in it. This is our min this is a ministry for us, too. Right. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to come you, if you come in, out, into the shop or call me and ask me, I'm not going to bill you for that. <laughs> Right. Like, I'm going to give you advice. I'm going to, you know, point you in the right direction. It doesn't have to always be about money or a lot of time. You know, mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. you know, we know this hair. We know how it is. We know how it is to be a little girl growing up with our mm -hmm. hair like that. You know, we we know we know how important it is. We know how our confidence is boosted with our hair being done. So mm -hmm. just ask, call, you know, Google, talk to people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nothing is impossible with this hair. I remember there's this woman, which I'll put her, I'll put a link in the show notes to her YouTube channel. But she has, I think she has five children and I think she has two or three adopted black children. 
And this woman will give videos. She will she will do videos on how to take care of that baby's hair. And mm -hmm. I just I fell in love with that woman because she said you have to be respectful of their hair. She said mm -hmm. this is their crown. When she said that, yeah. like, oh my goodness, she gets oh, it. She knows. <laughs> yes, I said she gets <laughs> it. And uh, she said she had to have help. She said, you know, I didn't start off like this. You know, she said yeah. she had friends that came alongside her mm -hmm. and showed her what to do, but she wanted to learn on her own. But she mm -hmm. looked at it as a time of pouring into her uh, children and not mm -hmm. making them feel any um, different than the way she would treat her biological children when she does her biological mm -hmm. child's hair. She's not going to say, well, you're here too much for me. I can't. She said, I just said, I, I'm going to block off this much time. And mm -hmm. this is just going to be the time where, you know, baby girl sit and watch TV. And mm -hmm. this is my way of bonding with her. And I was like, this mm -hmm. woman, she she understands. So it yeah. gets better and faster and easier, too. Yes. Once you once you get it done to where it it needs to be, then mm -hmm. you can just pick it up. So, yeah. Right. And we need to commend those women, those mothers that actually do take the time mm -hmm. to educate and learn and I yeah. under, also understand the struggle so I do highly recommend that you do call uh, someone mm -hmm. a professional someone in a salon because we've seen other women like you we I am also a foster mother as well so mm -hmm. it is important to use the right product and we know you didn't spend a lot of money on a lot of product we know <laughs> got a little girl with hair just like this you didn't seen brothers and sisters and all five of them got different hair mm, you, yes. we, so yeah i do advise that we all be there for each other but yeah, yeah. not white mother with a black daughter you know not know what to do some of some of them i commend you and i got i know i have two friends right now i get them an a plus they they learned it hey they Gigi, what is helen it. remember helen Helen, the little girl Helen, Halima she used to do her hair. I did her hair. Y yeah, yeah. Not what's her, her mom's name? Jenny. You talking about them? Yes, I haven't seen yeah. them in forever. She is. Helena. She does great. Yeah, Helena. Yes, Helena She's definitely gets an A plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just this. I tried to do it, girl. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So don't be embarrassed. Be encouraged because mm -hmm. we would rather you go to the salon and learn. And then as mm -hmm. the girls get older, the stylist will talk to them on how to do it themselves. Yeah. So they know how to yeah. take care of their hair themselves. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you just got to find the right stylist and mm -hmm. um, the one who is willing to put in the work and understands how black hair works. And mm -hmm. the textures are different and there's a different way to do everything. And then they'll tell you, like Angela said, we know we've already spent a lot of money on on the products, but they'll guide you to the correct product for that type of hair. Because yeah. it just depends on the type of hair you have. Yeah. So yeah, be encouraged there. Yeah. All right, ladies, this was a good talk. I'm glad we we talked about the black hair. Yes. It's a it's a it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. It's real. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It, can I just mention how when you press the hair, we're almost, I, I'm going to describe it like vampires that have to stay away from the sun. We got to stay away from water. And oh my I, goodness, I almost forgot yeah. about that. How I forget about that? <laughs> I was walking in and then some drops hit it and everywhere the drops hit, the afro came out. <laughs> and so I remember I Started thought I was, I was keeping morning now. 
But yeah, but so if the hair is straight and it gets wet, it will go back to its natural form. So mm-hmm. you have to keep it out of water. Okay, so in the summer, if baby girl wanna go swimming, you need to get her some braids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And you yes. also need to invest in a nice shower cap. Yes, yes. Oh yeah. Because so even in the shower, the steam, the steam can yeah. make it uh curl up to its natural form instead of the yeah. straightened form. So yes, let's keep all that in mind. Yeah. And I'm can't believe I almost forgot that. That's a that's a big one. Oh, we can't forget that. But I'm sure people have questions that we don't even know. So if people had questions, we would be happy to Absolutely. get or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. Uh, put in the show notes the salons Corinthia salon fishers beauty and barber yes and angela salon zen is it wellness zen salon and physical wellness so you okay. come dance with me on saturdays at 10 a.m yes gg is a dancer yes, yes. yes. Does for those who want to get in shape <laughs> yes. And and there's also yoga and other things on other days and, and an amazing uh, black woman there. I do her hair. Her name is Carla. She is a doctor. She has her doctrine in several degrees and she like literally it's like one on one. And that's every uh, Monday night and Thursday night at five. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I yeah, I appreciate you doing this. Appreciate oh, it. I appreciate you. We all. had a list of questions. We could totally go there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, then. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And uh, thank you, ladies, for being here. And uh, to the list. Oh, wait. Oh, we got to we talk about. You said we were going to talk about what we put on our head at night. Oh, yeah. The, the bonnet. Oh, yes. The, the bonnet. bonnet. The uh, do-rag. Mm-hmm. The do-rag. <laughs> right. Yep. The stocking cap. Oh, the yeah. Stocking, stocking cap. Mm-hmm. I put I, I'm known to put a, a shirt on my head. Mm-hmm. Right, and don't forget now. You know somebody that did it. We don't want to say it, but you put draws on your head. Okay, now nah, I don't know about all that. I'm not putting it. Many times, many. Me times. too. I have. I have, I have not went there. <laughs> you know that elastic around the waist that goes just it, right around the head. Perfect. Right, them tidy whities They are they perfect. <laughs> oh, y'all are too much. Well, and so, and sometime they come off. You just wake up in the middle of the night, put it back on. Put it back on. That's true, though. That's true. I <laughs> have pet clothes do not when my bonnet comes off. <laughs> no, no, if you not. put on the bonnet, you can throw them pantyhose right. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yep. Some helpful hints. <laughs> yes. Just a note, State of Nebraska, Governor Ricketts vetoed Bill 1060. Senator Terrell McKinney introduced Legislative Bill 451 recently, and that bill would amend the law banning race-based job discrimination to put characteristics such as skin color, hair texture, and protective styles under the definition of race. Protective hairstyles can include braids, locks, and twists, among others. Some of you may be thinking, what is this episode have to do with anything. Well, culturally speaking, it's a regular conversation. Otherwise, as God's image bearers to be treated with basic dignity, we shouldn't have to introduce Bill 451 or the Crown Act in the first place. Check the show notes on how you can help get this bill passed here in Nebraska and other states. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating, subscribe, and share. Connect with me on Instagram at Rebrina Reddle and check out my website, RebrinaReddle.com. I also have another 
another podcast on Life Audio titled Mama Take Heart, Understanding Your Gen Z Girl. It's to help you be the compassionate, gospel-centered, and influential voice in your girl's life. And when you give a five-star rating on Mama Take Heart, other moms of Gen Z girls can hear helpful and practical takeaways too. Getting Real Immersed in Truth podcast is produced and edited by me, Rabrina Reddle. Original music by composer Michael Coffey of Handcrafted Studios. May is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Read a book, watch a movie, and support a business of the community. Well, it's also Mental Health Awareness Month, so take care of yourself. It's also my baby girl's birthday month. Until next time, keep your grit up by getting real while immersed in truth.